Come on and pack your bags, don't need no shoes on your feet Jump in the van and leave the city We'll pick up some friends, old and new Stories to tell, I'm sure we'll make a few We got plenty to eat All the chocolate and cans of beans When will we stop? And nobody knows That's how living on the road goes We're gonna drive through the mountains Where the snow kisses the tops We're gonna drive past the water Vancouver-based singer-songwriter Leah Barley with Mountains, a celebration of new love from her first full-length album, Bring Out Your Dead, which features eight original songs written for both guitar and banjo that range from upbeat foot-stomping love songs to others that display a brooding intensity that occasionally dips into outright menace, which I guess means that it's the perfect folk recording. 
to learn more about the new album. We're pleased to welcome Leah Bali to Folk Roots Radio. <laughs> it's great to have you join Hi. us today. Thank you for having me. This is really great. So tell us about your music, because this is your first full-length album. I think you put out a couple of EPs before, but I also hear that you're pretty renowned for your banjo work as well. So let's wind the clock back a little bit and start out by talking about how you got music in the first place. Oh, man. Well, I grew up in Ontario, just uh, in Newmarket, but north of Toronto. And my parents, we have a cottage in Muskoka, in Bala. And we always just had music playing all the time. No one else in my family plays plays music, but we just always had it going. And we would go as big family adventures to the Key to Bala and go see David Wilcox and Blue Rodeo. So the love for music was always there for me. And I didn't start playing until I moved to Canmore, Alberta. I was in my early 20s and I walked into the Grizzly Paw and there was this jam happening. And it was the first time in my life I'd ever seen or heard a banjo, seen or heard a mandolin, a fiddle. Like they were just doing this old time country jam. And I just fell in love. It was amazing. And I instantly, I think a few months later, got my banjo. And within two months, I was writing my own songs and on the same stages, you know, I was performing. And it just blew up for me. And I've been on a roll ever since, really. <laughs> Sorry, I, I think have you put out two EPs before the first full-length album. Is that right? I have three. Three. Okay. Three EPs. Yeah. So there's Fly Away, which I recorded when I first moved to Vancouver. And then we did Close Your Eyes and then Come Home and then Bring Out Your Dead. All right. And you are developing quite a name for the banjo. Um, I think you play with other people apart from with your own band? Yeah, I play with a band here called The Spillionaires. And it's a five-piece band. We do we call ourselves Swamp Grass because we don't do technical bluegrass playing. We kind of do a lot of cover songs, but in our own way. So we call it Swamp Grass. Yeah, I've been playing with them for over three years and we've been on hiatus all of this year unfortunately because we can't have five of us in a room and then every now and again I'll play on somebody's album do some some banjo licks I'm self-taught so I don't do a lot of very technical banjo work but I can hold my own yeah no that's good I can certainly tell you can hold your own which is which yeah, is okay. great <laughs> So the album, one of the things I love about the album is there. there is so much variation on this. You know, you've got the upbeat songs that, that typically seem to be love songs. And then you've got these other dark, broody songs, which I, I don't know if it's my personality, but I tend to gravitate to them quite strongly. We started up with a very upbeat song, which is pretty interesting. That's Mountains. What yeah. I love about this song is it comes with a great video that I think features your grandparents when they were on their honeymoon is that right that's correct yeah originally we were going to do a video featuring john and marina which is who i wrote the song about you know them falling in love while we were on tour together and then covid and the lockdown happened so we couldn't do the video anymore and i remembered that i had these reels they're in my bedroom and had them digitized. And it was my grandparents, they went from Toronto to Tofino on the train, uh, 1942, and everything was just perfect for the video and gave it to my editor. And we just had a blast putting it all together. 
And I couldn't have honestly asked for anything better. It's just absolutely beautiful. Well, I noticed I was just, you know, when I was looking at it on YouTube, I noticed that, you know, a lot of people really connecting with it because even though you wrote the song about different people, it, it actually does feel like you're telling the story at the same time because of the way it's put together. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a love song, you know, and even though it's specifically about John and Marina, it just happens to work out perfectly for my grandparents' love story. So I just, I feel like people really resonate with that. John, is John Kastelik that plays your yeah. viola? All right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So John's been with me for about nine years. Yeah. And, you know, Marina, we met her about three or four years ago and she was in Victoria and we started touring together. We'd go there, she'd come here and then we started going on the road in 2015 or 2016. You know, I'm in the back seat with Ross and John and Marina are up front and they're just shooting each other looks and giggles and we stop at my friend's house and Winlaw and they go skinny dipping and <laughs> just... It was just so beautiful watching the two of them fall in love. And they've been together ever since. And now they have an almost three-year-old daughter who is my goddaughter. And they have another little baby on the way. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. So tell us a little bit about the songwriting because there seems to be two sides to the personality, the yin and the yang Daphne here. Uh, We've got the upbeat love songs, but also we'll we'll talk a little bit about the the broody songs. We're going to play the title track from the album in a few moments. But uh, tell us a little bit about the songs and how you write them. This album was a lot of therapy for me before I found my therapist. (laughs) So I'm really interested to see what's going to happen after this. There was a lot I wanted to share in the light of the happy songs. And there was a lot I wanted to share in doing a lot of work in my own personal traumas. And that's where the dark broody ones come from and letting go of those. And I found that writing about them really helped me to process it. And it was really quite terrifying because once I wrote the song, I was like, Oh crap, now I have to play this for people. (laughs) But those are the ones that hit the deepest and other people really need to hear. So I didn't really sit down to say I want to write this album it just kind of happened over the past few years and these are the songs that I just really really wanted to share with people so the album itself is actually probably a fairly cathartic experience for you you know going to therapy you're probably going to be an A student because you've already (laughs) processed a lot before you actually go but you know that that's really important right because you know whether you're writing songs or or literature Mm -hmm. Or art in any form, I guess the opportunity is there to express yourself and work through some of these things. It certainly sounds like uh, you've been able to achieve that. Eight songs on the album, were these collected mm-hmm. over a period of time? or? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I was trying to go through this with my dad the other day, and I feel like most of them were written in 2016, just before I released my last EP. And then the last four I finished in the past, you know, two years. And I was really quite sick in the past few years. So the ones that I did write that are on the album, those are some pretty heavy ones that were coming for some really, really dark times in my life. So it was, it's really hard for me to share that experience. But again, I knew I needed to. No, that's great. Well, let's dig back into the album and play the title track. Mm -hmm. Bring Out Your Dead. Uh, Obviously, one of the dark, broody ones. 
Uh, I love these songs because they really build well. And, you know, I noticed that when you're looking at the track listing, that there's, I think, three or four songs on the album that come in at five or six minutes, which I'm fine with. I know, you know, some people in radio you like to play things that are only around three minutes long, but this really yeah. works for me because, and I know it works for my listeners because they get a chance to really grow with the artist through the song. And, you know, because... Uh, there's almost different movements in some of these songs, the way that they change. But yeah. tell us about Bring Out Your Dead specifically. Oh, Bring Out Your Dead. Um, there's a local bar here that I go to and I play at all the time called The Heatly. And I went to see a friend play and uh, we ended up having a few too many beverages together. And, well, we went home together. <laughs> and so Bring Out Your Dead is literally about that whole experience of you know, realizing I had this connection with this friend and, and just how when you first have a new romance or you first have a new connection that you just kind of puke out all of your insecurities and the skeletons in your closet. And then you're like the next morning, like, oh no, I hope this person doesn't just disappear because now they know a whole bunch of really embarrassing or really, you know, dark secrets about me. And that's what Bring Out Your Dead is about. <laughs> So, and that's the cover as well. Is that with the skeletons in the closet as well? Yeah, wow. big time. I had an amazing, amazing time with Benjamin, the artist, working out the art for this. And he did such an incredible job with it. And we really wanted to play with the whole skeletons in your closet and the, the you know, the broken picture frame and the bottles of pills kind of scattered and the boxes of emotions and things shoved up in the top shelf. You know, we just, we had such a great time making that. Sleeping, and the world's 
Leah Barley with Bring Out Your Dead. It's the title track from her great new album, Eight Tracks. The thing I love about this album is the fact that, you know, it goes so many different places and it's a real grower. And I want to encourage as many people as possible to check this out. Leah Barley's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today, chatting about her music. Great to have you join us again, Leah. I want to talk about the making of the album because this album features uh, a couple of your longtime collaborators, and I wanted to give you a chance to, to talking about working with these guys and, well, introduce them first and then working with them, and then let's talk about how this project came together in the studio. Yeah, John Castellic, he plays viola, and he's been with me for about nine years. And then Ross Christopher Fairbairn, he's been with me for about seven years now. And he's, he can play everything. He's one of those people, you put something in his hand, he can play it. 
but on this album, he primarily plays stand-up bass now, and then he jumped on banjo for one or two of the little pieces in there. And uh, Al Halley, he did mandolin pedal steel, and he's actually my bandmate from The Spillionaires, so that's where he came in. And Tom Tischer did drums, and Tom has been in a band with Ross for maybe 10 or 12 years, a different project. So it was great just to bring in all these different family members. Devorah Lay, she's from the Burying Ground, and she came and played Saw. And the funny thing for her was she lives out on Gabriola, I do believe. And because of COVID, she couldn't come over. So she recorded the Saw track in a garage and then just sent us a bunch of pieces that we could use for the track. That was a really interesting experience. Alan actually had to do the same thing as well. And then, yeah, Owen jumped in with, uh, with Oregon, and I have never met him. He just, you know, has such a wonderful name in the city. And Jeff Sipp, who owns Light Machine Records, who did the recording for us, he was like, Owen, Owen's the best. You gotta, you gotta get him. And he did such a beautiful job. And because of isolation and lockdown, because we started recording the beginning of February, we figured out a way where we could keep going and keep doing things safely. And Jeff, his studio, thankfully, was big enough that he could be at his board and then someone could be in the booth and then someone could be on the floor if we needed, or we would just have one person at a time with him. And then again, Alan and Devorah recorded at home and sent us pieces. So we figured out a way to do it during this very interesting time. And I'm so grateful that we did. And everyone just did such an incredible job, including the Black Dog String Quartet. John Kostelik actually composed that whole section for Rise, and then the string quartet came in one person at a time and did their parts. It was just phenomenal to witness coming together. And you produced it yourself because it's got a really nice yeah. sound to it. Was this something you did, you know, starting on this album, or is it something that you've actually uh, worked on through the other EPs you've done too? I've written and produced all of my albums, all of my EPs. Yeah, <laughs> I've done it all. <laughs> There's a lovely feel here, and I'm just curious as to, to how this all came together. The songs have haunted me for many years, some of them. And when I, when I write them, I can hear all the different pieces, and the song won't be recorded and sent to the press until all of those pieces are out of my head. Like literally these things have kept me up at night. When, as I started recording, I needed to have a mandolin note on this section or a sauce section or, you know, and there was a point where Jeff had to tell me to back away <laughs> because I was almost obsessing about things, but it was, I just heard it all in my head and had to have it that way. And so that's what you hear. There's no auto-tune on my voice ever. You know, it's everything is what was in my brain. You get it. <laughs> and when we look at the songs, I, I probably should have asked you this earlier, but when we look at the songs, you know, with the upbeat, the, the positive love song style, and then we've got the, the dark, broody ones that I really love, do you gravitate to one or the other, or you like the idea of mixing it up? I like the idea of mixing it up because... It really shows the audience that there's more than one side of me, you know. However, the dark, broody ones, my favorite note, my favorite chord is A minor. <laughs> and it's kind of a joke in my band that there's got to be an A minor in every song I write. 
<laughs> so it's, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I really had a hard time writing songs that were more upbeat for this album. And then the ones I did were kind of just goofy. So the dark and broody ones were the very, very, very personal ones. And the more upbeat mm. ones were about other people. <laughs> no, I, I, I can, I can, I can get that. We'll talk a little bit about the the live show in a few moments, but we're going to go back mm. to the album and play uh, another really powerful song, and that's the Doctor, which is interesting. It's the last song on the album, and I was actually curious as to why it ended up as track eight. Um, <gasps> but whether um, this song, I guess. You know, you've been fairly open about, you know, the, some of the, the personal health issues you've experienced over the last few years. And I don't, I don't know if you're willing to at least share a little bit just now before we talk about this. But is this song connected with some of the, the things that you had to go through? Yes. The Doctor, I wrote when I first, when I first got sick, I would spend about 16, 18 hours a day in bed. And I had a really hard time walking. I couldn't actually support my own, my own weight. You know, when you can't walk, you spend a lot of time binging Netflix. And uh, I came upon the Lizzie Borden Diaries. And Christina Ricci, she's one of my favorite actresses. And it was just so incredible to be, you know, this woman stuck in bed watching this woman just run amok for two seasons and just killing everyone and getting away with it. So <laughs> once I finished watching the two seasons, the song just blew out of me. So that's where the doctor came from. And we put it at the end because it kind of has such a different feel than the rest of the album. And John originally wasn't 100% in on putting it on the album. He thought it was kind of more of a, an interlude song. And for me, it was just so important to be able to share that part of my journey. So we, we put it at the end just to kind of, you know, maybe ease out of everything else we just went through because, you know, Hush is, a, is before that and has a, Hush is such a huge song. So the doctor we wanted to have kind of stripped down and just kind of ease everyone out of the album. <laughs> well, I love the way it starts off. It's got a wonderful intro to it. Uh, Thank it's you. this really beautiful song. This is Leah Bali with The Doctor from her great new album, Bring Out Your Dead. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Somebody call the doctor. Papa 41 
Borton's done She's taken 27 lives to keep her sister safe But there was no problem here Just brains out of place There was no problem here Just brains out of place That's Leah Barley with The Doctor from her new album. It's entitled Bring Out Your Dead. Leah Barley is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today, chatting about the album. And we just played The Doctor. And um, you look very well as we're chatting today over Zoom. Talking personally, I've also had similar but different health problems that kept me in bed for quite a while before I managed to get on top of it. I'm pleased to see that you're doing so well. Thank you. We are living in these weird COVID times, though, because I was going to talk to you about the release of the album and the live shows. I imagine you probably had to release it online, did you? I did. I released it online uh, in October. It, it was a little anticlimactic because I was, you know, set to do a Cross Canada tour. So unfortunately, that didn't happen. But the Friday and the Saturday of the weekend, I released it. I did a little instagram live show and then the next day i did a facebook live show and we had some people to like tune in for that so that was really nice and then we were supposed to do uh, a big full band live stream um yesterday 
And because of the new lockdown restrictions, again, here in Vancouver, we've had to cancel it. And then we were going to do it next weekend. And then we had to cancel it again because the they just keep continuing the lockdown factors. So we might not actually get to do one until January, depending on how things go. So anticlimactic has been the word. <laughs> but of course, in, in working with Jason Schneider, my publicist, the album has gotten to people that I couldn't have even imagined. You know, it's gotten to you. You know, it's gotten to Strombo at CBC Music. And he's been playing some of my songs, which is just mind-blowing and so touching because I've been watching him since he started at Much Music, you know, when he was a kid. So in one way, it feels very weird to not have this big party. We were going to play at the Railway Club. And at the same time, you know, people in the Netherlands are listening. They're playing it out there in China. And it's it's all so interesting <laughs> i think well it, it is because i get the you know we're in this situation where the lead-in is a lot longer than it normally would be mm -hmm. because you know you release in vancouver and then you would be bumped out on a cross-country tour or something but this way as you say it goes around the world there's a lot of people picking it up and and engaging with it and you start to build a buzz so hopefully 2021 hopefully you'll be able to get out on the road uh, with the band and play but tell us a little bit about what people can expect when they come to a live show we have a lot of fun we have a lot of fun the guys and i you know because we've been playing together for so long we just you know we just have a blast and depending on where we are we will navigate what type of set that will play if it's, you know, a quiet sit down show and I can tell more stories, then we'll play a little bit more of the down tempo ones or give myself a chance to to really connect with the audience. I love that. But if we're playing, say, the Railway Club, we got to play there in February just before lockdown. And we did a lot of like the upbeat ones. We had people doing call and response. We had shots getting thrown around, you know, so it's it just depends on the venue. <laughs> And the type of the type of night it's going to be, but we have a great connection with our audience, and I feel like that's why people keep coming back. Well, the the good news is I I can certainly tell that the live show is going to be lots of fun. There is a song on the album yeah. called "Drinking." It's a short song because everybody needs to get <laughs> back to the bar. But the, you know, we're certainly looking forward to the time when you can get out and share yeah. this album with the world. If you want to learn more about Leah Bali's music, go to leahbalimusic.com. We only have one thing left to do, and that's pick the final song. And I thought we would play Hush, one of those broody songs that I love because it actually changes in the middle and kind of becomes yeah. this whole different thing. Now, this is a very powerful song, and I think I just want to get you to talk about it rather than me giving my half-baked ideas of what I think it's about. <laughs> um, Hush took me a very long time to write because as I wrote it, I just kept crying and crying and crying. And it's one of those songs touching on things in my childhood. You know, growing up being told little girls are seen and not heard and really feeling like I didn't have a voice and that I wasn't important and that I just need to be pretty and just need to find a man and get married. You know, like this was, you know, the value system that I heard a lot. And I just got really, really angry one day and had to write about it. And, you know, <laughs> it's a 
hard one to sing. And I only sing it at specific shows because of that dynamic. How it all came together on the album was, oh, I just wanted it to kind of swell into, you know, lightning bolts of confusion. Like you're this little kid in, in the middle and all these things are just getting thrown at you. And I, I feel like, I feel like we accomplished that quite well, <laughs> but yeah, long of the short, it was a big release of a lot of the unfeathering of what I thought I was supposed to be as a child growing up into a woman and just kind of being like, oh no, <laughs> I can talk. <laughs> people want to hear me. And actually they want to hear, they, people very, very much value what I have to say. So writing that song really helped me through a lot of trauma and therapeutic things going on in my life at the time. It's a great song, perfect way Thank to you. finish. This is Leah Barley with Hush from her wonderful new album, Bring Out Your Dead. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. And Leah, thanks for spending the time with us today. Thank you for having me, Jan. Grab a beer now for your father. He's worked so hard For all the things that you have Leave him alone now Don't you bother He don't have time To listen to you, girl Hush a little baby, don't you cry Your daddy will love you in time Hush a little baby, don't you cry Go spend your time with some other guy Be a dear now, go find your mother, haven't seen her in a while. Lying face down in a puddle of her own jewel. Took too many of those pills. Hush a little baby, don't you cry Your mama will wake up in time Hush a little baby, don't you cry Your mama will be
Speak. Only speak. 